3: what up what up fantasy football hustler back at you and we are live with fantasy news today my co-host will be joining me very soon we got a lot of stuff to talk about a lot of injury stuff to talk about so you already know that's not the fun stuff but we got to get you guys ready for week six and uh, anthony up in the building what up bro it's going down and Anthony said, What is your panic meter on AJ Brown, Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham Jr., and TJ Hawkinson? Uh, it is it is through the roof um for the first three. The only one who I might give a little bit of leeway to is TJ Hawkinson just because he's hurt. But other than that, yeah, I'm nervous. And JC Money Design said, right here, panic. Yeah, I don't I need to get a panic alarm like on my uh on my soundboard somewhere here. And JC my design said, shit happens, hard to predict injuries. Yep, you already know. And Jared in the building. Shout out to the Who Dat Nation. What up? What up? All right. And co-host should be joining me uh, really soon here. So let me talk about some news that nobody cares about to start. How about we start with the Jaguars? The big-time news out of Jags camp is that they're expected to sign Anthony Miller to their practice squad. <laughs> So man, it is uh, it is real boring over there for the for the Jaguars. Let's see what else we got here. Ty, um, Tyrod Taylor is not expected to come off of the IR, so we'll talk about the stuff that uh, that doesn't really matter, you know, too much right now until my until uh, my co-hosts uh, join me here. And let's see. All right, and one of them just showed up here. Let's see if he's good, my man TD repping fantasy good sports. What's, What's going, going on, on bro, bro? Doing good, doing good. Crazy ass day though, man. There was a lot of injuries yesterday. Right.
1: Yes, it was, man. Um. It's part of fantasy. I think we have to already kind of expect injuries and kind of you can't be upset when it happens to you. Um, I lost Saquon Barkley in the league. I'm okay about it. Um, I thought it was bullshit. I thought that the Giants was ready to go play really good out there. Um, But, you know, injuries happen.
3: I mean, I was the Chargers fan for the longest time until they left San Diego and went to L.A. And... I guess I'm just used to a team just having like massive amount of injuries because I don't know what it is about the Chargers, but they can't stay healthy, and I'm not trying to jinx them, but this is like the healthiest they've been like this far into a season. So, yeah, we just – we don't really know what to expect. And Jarrett said Gaskin comes out of nowhere, huh? I mean – I did have him down as a sit, but that's why I was telling everybody, don't sell him just yet because something is wrong with the coaching over there. They're just not scheming him up, you know, the way that they should be. The way they schemed him up in the preseason was like the exact way that he should have been schemed up in the regular season. And like I said, I made the joke about it. This is like the old Miami regime that was, uh, you know, treating their nose a little bit. And uh, it's like they went to rehab, you know, before week five, because even though they got their asses kicked, Miles Gaskin looked like the playmaker that he is.
1: Yes. Yep. Um, I think it was the Temple Bay Buccaneers that made them use Gaskin, which is sad, but you should be doing it against other teams, too, because that's how you won a lot of games last year. So I don't know what they're doing.
3: Yeah, and last year, I mean, I know that they, they're really trying to do that committee approach, but it's not like they've even tried to do that this year. That's what I don't understand. It's like even when they – when Miles Gaskin got nothing, it was like they just abandoned the run altogether. So we know Miles Gaskin is the guy, just give him the ball. And I know that, uh, oh, and Bogart just showed up. Here we go. And uh, he always says that uh, they're not going to, they're not going to check it down. But I'm also of the mindset that those little dump offs, those could be worked into the offense. Those could be offensive plays that are schemed up and it doesn't always have to be, you know, a screen or something.
2: Oh, yeah. Listen. That bitch Carol Gaskin decided to show up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also one thing I do want to I want I want to read more into is how many snaps did Malcolm Brown play? Or I, I, think, I think two two snaps? I think that's, so. Yeah, so that's probably ten, like I think 10% of their of their rushing, right? Because I think they rushed the ball like 10 times because Gaskin didn't really get no work on the ground neither. It was all through the air.
3: So Gaskin, he played uh, 69%.
0: 69, dude.
3: <laughs> Of the snaps. Malcolm Brown, he played 9% of the snaps. And then uh, Salvin Ahmed, who I didn't even see out there yesterday, played 20%
2: of the snaps. You know, I think that's a guy who, like, if you have, like, a deep bench, I would hold on to Salvan Ahmed. Because if anything happens, like, Gaskin's so small. And, like, the more and more they narrow down, that backfield, someone's gonna get it's like it's like gently in the one, right? It just concentrates down, you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> Addition by subtraction is what I like to call it. But it's, I mean, the thing is, if if they can't even get Gaskin going the right way, you know. I mean, I hope this isn't an outlier game. I hope they continue this, but if they can't even give get him going, what gives us confidence that it's gonna be salvin amid mid, you know, or that he's gonna be anything more than like a random flex play?
2: I mean, because he' it's a team that they you know what's crazy is uh when there's one thing i want to point out about miami it's a team that when they started off the off season they had two different offensive coordinators and th- it was a it was an offensive coordinator battle so th- the teams had to learn two different offenses you know what i mean i thought that was really stupid you know <laughs> And then like, yeah. eventually they switched to the one whoever got appointed the job as OC, they ran that system. And like whoever won that job must have did phenomenal in the offseason. Cause this what they're doing sucks. It's it's very vanilla. You know, it's just like pepper, let, let's let's short a dot pepper waddle, and then let's, you know, not use the running backs. And then, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. And you can't you can't even predict them by game script. Is this one? It was like you needed this type of game script to get Gaskin going. You know what I mean? In the in the passing game, and like they're about to play the Jags this week. Is every is is everyone like, oh, the bitch Carol Gaskin's back? Let's throw her up in the lineup. Well, that
3: that's a good question because that's what Jarrett just asked. Shout out to Jarrett and the Patreon crew. Said, is Gaskin going to be able to start playing on the active rosters? I feel like he's not a set it and forget it starter. Like he's going to be matchup based. I really want to see how he reacts this this week coming up versus the Jaguars because the Jaguars have been so soft against the run, but they still can't run him through the tackles. I don't think it matters who it is. B- bad defense, good defense, they just don't have the line to really contend with that. And that doesn't seem like Gaskin's strong suit, anyways. So I would say that he's a hold as of right now. If you could sell him, you know, sell high right now, see what you can get back, but. This is gonna be uh he's matchup based for me.
2: How about this? Here's a here's a bogard move. You know, we got the first set of bye weeks coming up, right? Because you got the London teams, they're on they're on a bye, right? We got another London game happening this week. Yep, and then and then you also have the Niners on a bye. Like anytime a team's on a bye, I'm looking at the team that has those players. Like the Miles Gaskin team, he's probably doing bad, right? Yeah. I'm looking at like the Cordero Patterson team or something like seeing if, if they're actually doing okay or bad if they are. I'm just trying to see if they grab Cordero, Miles Gaskin, and, and plus maybe. You know, I'm willing to do that right now. You know what I mean? Miles Gaskin plus I don't know, fucking JD McKissick or some whatever some kind of piece they might. You know what I mean so last thoughts on Miles Gaskin. What
3: do you what do you think? Uh T D? Is he someone he's someone you starting? you trying to sell, you hold in. what are you doing with them? So,
1: as fantasy algorithms, they change on a, like a four week basis to me. So, Miles Gaskin struggling the first four weeks doesn't mean nothing to me. Now, if I had to move on in order to get a win, I get that. I'm not going to be disingenuous to that. But I'm stashing them because, you know, as the season goes on, when two will come back, maybe they pepper him. Maybe they start giving to Miles Gaskin um, in the passing game more. And like you said, they seen it work this week. I know it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's how everybody beat them, but uh, or try to uh, beat them. But I just think they use Miles Gaskin more going forward. And I think if you like th- uh four and one, you go and pick them up and stash him and, and try to buy that guy. The guy just uh, um he's losing, um, he has a losing record. You try to get, get Miles Gaskin and you just stash him. Shout
2: shout out to my guy Clock out there. Earlier, he was telling me. Well, at least I know I can't cut Miles Gaskin right now because that's where it was with Gaskin. People were like, do I just do I cut him for something else? Like, you know what I mean? Like there were some people last week that that DM, oh, one person dm me was like, Michael Carter's on my waivers. Should I drop Miles Gaskin for him? I said, yeah. You know what I mean? That person I mean, probably that person's probably never coming back. But based on <laughs> four weeks of what we saw, I'm gonna say that 10 out of 10. You know what yep. I mean? Yep.
3: Now, now I was try. I told as many people as possible, hold them for at least one more game, but it really depends on who's on your waiver wire. Cause you know, if it was a really good you know, if Cordell Patterson was somehow out there, I would have said drop miles Gaskin, you know, a week ago, you know, for him. So it all depends, but yeah, these running backs, especially if they're the main guy, we just got to think of what everything could be, you know, and we got to try to hold for an extra week versus cutting right away. Cause, uh, yeah, sometimes those anger drops can hurt you in the end.
2: Yeah, don't don't angry cut.
3: <laughs> All right, now let's. Uh, we uh, talked about the Bucks a second ago. I mean, they mollywhopped on uh, on the Dolphins. Now Tom Brady, he was. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he had his hand in ice. You know, throughout the game, just randomly hurt his thumb. Uh, they said he should be good for Thursday's game uh, on the short week. I don't know if we can expect Gronk. You know, coming back. Uh geo got that touchdown he really just like stole it you know away from him didn't really do too much outside of that what's our thoughts on the bucks real quick um going into week six
2: i got the thursday game going up against the eagles i think they're gonna pound they're gonna pound him with fernet he's working right now leonard fernet's getting work it, it's working you know what i mean like it's a short week i think they're gonna they're you know but uh also, man, like, here's another thing is that Tom Brady, you know, he knows as well as, as we do that he needs to put – he needs to keep his foot on the gas pedal still because that secondary will give up points at, at will, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that Buccaneers secondary don't got them shutting nothing down. And, then you know what I mean? But, they're you know, you can't stop the run. So, naturally, it's – they're a funnel defense. People are going to throw on them. You know what I mean? And, and Jalen Hurts, they're not even trying to run their formula is just throw the ball and move down the field in two, three plays, because that's what they do. You know what I mean? Big splash plays. He's willing to he's willing to do that, make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Because like they get the ball back, they just going right back down the field. It's 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 hilarious. Because Jalen Hurts, he, he it's like he's so good at moving the ball. And again, red zone, he's like, ah, right, it's either touchdown or pick. <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? <laughs> like, no, in between. No, no,
2: no incompletions here for me. It's no catching this ball. You know what
3: I mean. TD, get in there about the Bucks. What do you think of them uh, this Thursday versus the Eagles?
1: Well, I don't think the Eagles can win, even though their secondary is out. But I do think that um, that you can play uh, your starters from um, Philly. But um, t- Tom was going to play. This is Tom Brady. You know he's tougher than what people know. He's he's icing the hand. That doesn't bother me. He's going to play. I'm still firing up all the regular guys: Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin. It's the same game script. So uh, unless I hear otherwise that Tom Brady's hand is broke, then I'm firing up everybody as usual. And then, you know, uh, Philly is one of those teams where I, I like them in fantasy. They got a negative game script all the time. And you fire up those receivers and you fire up Kenneth Gainwell and you let the chips fall. So I'm firing up everybody from Philly.
3: Yep, and and if all Tom Brady needed was ice to be okay, you know that it's not that bad. I mean, it's just – it is what it is. Where where
2: was the game at yesterday?
3: Uh, I believe it was – no, it was in Tampa. It was in Tampa.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm surprised they didn't have, like, avocados in arm's length. You know what I mean? That's (laughs) that's all – he just needs to rub some avocado on it. You know what I mean? It'll be good. Yeah. All
3: right. All right. And we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about this too much, but some news today is uh from the Panthers is that the coaches are hopeful that CMC will play this week. So this is gonna be something we're monitoring all, week. all
2: right.
3: four. <laughs> <laughs> they just said they're hopeful. That's it. So we'll see what okay. practice actually looks like. But you already know this could be, you know, a little bait and switch, a little okey doke just to mess with their week six opponent. And who are they going up against? They're going up against the Vikings. Oh
2: man, this is like, this is like a, how about this? If, if, if CMC doesn't go, Chuba's going to go crazy finally in this game. Cause the Vikings can't stop the run.
3: We shall see. We shall see. All right. TD get in on this. Just heard some news uh, uh, from the Steelers. Juju. He, he got hurt yesterday. He left the game. He actually had surgery on that shoulder done for the season. How's this affect the Steelers?
1: Actually, and so I want to compartmentalize here. With Juju injury, I feel bad. I'm never going to – because I love fantasy, but I love real football, too. So the injury, is, that's the bad thing. I think Juju, he's a tough guy. He'll come back. But now, guys, we can actually go and start Claypool and and Deontay Johnson and, and Pat uh, move. So I think it's concentrated targets goes down. So now you can go and start these guys. And I can see the difference in the game with Claypool. I've been waiting for Claypool to get uh, red zone targets, and he hasn't been getting. But when Juju went out, he got them. So now Claypool is the guy to play, and I think his targets goes up and his touchdowns go up. And this offense is still uh, is still playable, even though Big Ben is struggling. I still like Najee if he's healthy. Um, and I still like Claypool. I like Claypool a little bit more, and I like Deontay. So yeah, this everything's gonna be fine now. So you just got to get away from Juju and um, go to the other targets.
3: Now, now I got another question for you and we'll let Bogart chime in after you talking real football and contracts, things like that. So Juju, he turned down contracts to go, I mean, allegedly, at least that's what we heard of going to the chiefs, potentially going to the Ravens, you know, teams that he might've had a chance to win with more than the Steelers, but because of how everything's changing next year with all the money. I'm assuming he wanted to stay with the Steelers, familiar territory, big Ben get his stats up so he can warrant, you know, a good contract coming into uh 2020. Um what do you what do you think about all this now? Did he make the right decision, wrong decision? I know high inside's 2020, but just from that contract, you know, perspective.
1: Uh Juju made the best decision for him. Juju is not a high priority type wide receiver high demands he won't he just a, he's a family guy so he loves pittsburgh pittsburgh is is huge for juju so he don't, he wasn't going to chase the money and listen he's coming back again they know it all the pittsburgh Steelers owners they know it juju knows it. they coming back um uh, he's coming back so uh i don't think he really missed a lot of money because he really wasn't no money out there for him they know juju is not a number one he's a slot guy everybody knows that so um
3: I bet he got paid more with the Steelers than he would have got paid they, in other
1: places. I agree. I agree with that.
3: I think it might have just been uh, there might have been more than just a one year deal, you know, on there might have been two years, whatever. But I, I know that a lot of people they were just taking that one year deal because there's about to be some buku bucks, you know, flying around for 2022 contracts.
1: And he'll get it. Listen, the Steelers they love Juju. He blocks, he do all the small things. They're gonna give him another 10, 20 million dollars for two years. But the guaranteed money, like you said, it wasn't nowhere else. The most guaranteed money he was gonna get was the Pittsburgh Steelers, like you said.
3: Yep. And he knew he at least had a shot to be the number one there. You don't yeah. have a shot to be the number one against uh, Tyreek Tyree Kill. I mean, he could have <laughs> been the number one for the uh, Ravens, but also, you know, the um the one of the lowest like passing teams out there is gonna be hard to get your stats up. Yep. And then, uh, speaking of the Ravens, let's transition over there. So, Rashad Bateman came off the IR, been practicing, but they said he's not coming back this week. He's uh, he's saving himself one more week, and he's making his debut against the Chargers next week. What do you think about that, Bogey?
2: Man, I there's one spot I, I've been holding on to, him and I had to go. Cut, I I cut him to to put Gronkowski in my IR. I'm really upset that he's finally coming back cuz I'm like damn me, I waited all that long. I'm excited for him. I think like he's going to come on play like 30% of the snaps. I don't think he comes on and he's you know what I mean like maybe they target him on his limited snaps early on but he's learning he's going to learn the NFL and I mean and everybody's well in the mix right now. Everybody's six they're going to be six weeks in this thing, you know what I mean? So I think they ease him back in. He's more better for Lamar Jackson's outlook to me immediately. MP1606 we're not answering questions
3: right now that's going to be um that's going to be uh, in later shows. Uh, if you want to throw it in as a super chat we can answer some questions if it's news related, you know, we are interacting with you guys if it's news related questions, you know, things like that. All right, and then uh, okay, so not too much news here, but for everyone who is super hyped off of Max Williams from the Cardinals knee um season-ending season-ending knee injury, so that streaming tight end is no longer an option there. Do you uh, TD? Do you think he even makes a difference on that uh, on that offense? Like even like one or two percent?
1: Nope. You could put any tidy in there, and they're gonna get their uh, targets because of. Okay, you the one open, so it doesn't matter. This this not a tight end friendly offense. They don't really need a tight end. That's why they got rid of Dan Arnold. If they wanted a tight end, they would have signed Dan Arnold as a, for another contract.
2: You know what? You know what's what's crazy about being a tight end on the Cardinals these days, though, or even just anybody who's going over the middles, because you have, you know, uh, you have DeAndre Hopkins, arguably one of the best receivers on one side. And then opposite him is AJ Green, who's who's you know. Who normally would draw number one coverage if he was on another team? You know what I mean. So, this, you know, they're, they're those guys are the focal point. Meanwhile, Rondell Moore and and you know, randomly and randomly, Max Williams over the middle. Like these guys were just eating. So, you know, I may, maybe it spills off into like you know, the running backs. And but you know what though? How about this? I, I, I'm more and more respecting Cliff Kingsbury because he's learning how to be a head coach, not just trying. to. Fancy schmancy with the, with the offense and an over-the-top, you know, calling dumb plays that, you know, just overthinking shit. Like, they're just – they they look like a team that's undefeated for a reason. You know what I mean? Well,
1: well Bogart, this is what I say to that. Because I, I want to rebuttal people a little bit by saying that the Arizona Cardinals didn't look good the first two years. I, I disagree with that, man, because that's a maturation process. That's like saying Michael Jordan looked good as Ricky year. That's like saying LeBron James looked good. You like you got to give them time to get better. So I, I just like that he was going to use Kyler Murray the right way. What if Kyler Murray would have been in the I formation, and not been in shotgun? So I thought it was great for Cliff to be there. I, I never seen a bad offense with Cliff. Well, but <laughs> no,
3: I don't. De- I don't think the offense was bad, but I know that in big time, you know, in crunch time and when it came to the red zone, it just always seemed like they were falling short. So, yeah, Yeah. Kyler definitely got a little bit more confidence. He's doing his thing out there. I think the defense accelerating the way that they have since he got there because year one, I mean, I'm not saying their defense was bad, but I mean, it's like a complete 180. From That's what right. it is now, they made like good draft picks. They made decent pickups, you know, and even a guy like JJ Watt, who's not putting it in on the stat sheet, he's making such a difference, you know, for yep. real NFL football. Yeah, he's, I
2: agree. he's disrupting every play. How about this? Y'all remember Gonzalez, the kicker? He was going crazy 2019. That oh, was yeah. a perfect example of their red zone woes. Because like, like you just pointed out, like his, his play calling was st- stupid. You know what I mean? In the red zone. And, like, you know, that that's why Kyler Murray
1: would just be like, I got this.
2: And he'll, just, he'll just run his ass in there. You know what I mean? And like, he,
1: I, I think they <laughs> had to figure out how to use Kyler in the red zone, what to do and what not to do. I think that was the maturation process of figuring out how to use this offense. And,
2: and
3: I guess like, for
1: me.
2: They're <laughs> like, screw fantasy. Screw all you fantasy <laughs> out
1: there.
2: We're going to bring over James Conner, and he's just going to. He's just going to rel- routinely steal one of them goal line touchdowns from any of those receivers or any or or Kyler himself.
3: I mean, they finally they finally switched switch to it. I mean, they need to be doing those kind of things in the red zone. Yeah.
2: How about this? Here's here's one thing I want to point out about Arizona is um, when they don't got tape on somebody, they struggle a little bit. Look! Look! They didn't have no tape on Trevor Lawrence. Struggled a little bit, you know. They were they went into the halftime losing that game to the Jack. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. And, and it wasn't even a big, real, a real big game for Kyler Murray, so to speak. Then, then you know, you play the Niners, they ain't got no tape on Lance. You know what I mean? And, and they were kind of struggling. It was, they, at least not struggling. They weren't smacking us up like I predicted.
1: Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? I mean, it was it was ugly for the most part.
1: It was all, yep. all the
2: way. Both sides. It was a lot of ugly football yesterday. It was. (laughs) Before
3: we get too far removed from the Ravens, since we just talked about them, um, B-Dub said just picked up uh, Bateman. Is he startable next week? I think I'd wait a week just because you never know how the Ravens are going to be and it's a rookie's first game and he hasn't been practicing too much.
2: It depends on his team. It uh,
1: depends on what he needs. If if he don't have anybody to go to in the flex – then, yeah, go to Bateman. But if you got players that already been playing, then no, I will wait. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. Out of uh, for the Lions, Quintes Cephas, someone who looked promising at times, suffered a broken collarbone. He's going to miss an extended period of time. He might be out for the whole season. They haven't assessed that all the way just yet. But uh, Lions are looking bad. They're catching injuries. TJ Hawkinson was injured. Like everything just looks in shambles for the Lions, even yeah. though they've been playing close games.
2: Give me DeAndre Swift all day. And maybe just maybe a random Amon Ra St. Brown. Like I would probably play St. Brown over Bateman week one. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying?
3: Just because he's been there at least. But both, both guys, I mean, Amon Ra. I am in no hurry to get him into a lineup. Not just yet. Not just yet.
1: Okay. The only reason why I like Bateman a little bit extra, where I, if I, because I played Kadarius, I didn't wait, I didn't need to see anything. I seen what I needed to see, and I know I, I, and I know Bateman hasn't did that yet. But when I watched in the preseason, guys, he was going against Marlon Humphrey. I love Marlon Humphrey, he's a dog, he's an all pro, he probably gonna be a Hall of Famer. And I've been watching uh, Marlon Humphrey all year, nobody's been beating him. Uh, Bateman was killing him in practice, killing him like like Humphrey was like oh guys he's good he's good so that right there that that says a lot to me uh Hustler. that makes me want to get this guy out on the field and stash him like I already like I have in a lot of my leagues
3: yep all about it and someone asked about Tony if they think that uh someone asked about earlier a little bit but they said uh is Tony gonna be this guy even when you know a couple of the the receivers come back like Slayton and, um, and, uh, Shepard. I mean, he
2: should be the way where they drafted him. Yeah. I don't know why it took him so long to come on. Remember when we had Matt Harmon on, he was talking about how this guy has like zero, like, you know, ability on multiple routes. You know what I mean? Like, and like, so like, but he's the guy you just put the ball on his hand. You know what I mean? And that's just that's what they were doing. He got volume. This team should be bad. you know, I, I do want to point out too that he got the volume from Danny from, from Danny Peso. Then he, he leaves the game. And here comes Mike Glennon, who who he's been racking with in the team twos. You feel me? So he was just going straight to his man's. And there was no Kenny Galladay in the second half either. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of it was it was real concentrated. No Saquon in the second half. It was just real concentrated targets. If they, if this is all they got moving forward right now, then yeah, Tony's great. Dang. See, they like, don't have, they don't have, they have
3: don't, any options. I was so high on Tony this week just because of that. They need him to run those short routes right over the middle. They need someone like that.
2: Because I, you know why? They you know, you know it's funny, they'd be like, Who's gonna run the short routes? Every Ingram room start raising his
1: hand and then like, anybody. <laughs> Tony, yeah, Tony got it. <laughs> hey, it don't you know, to me. It doesn't matter who comes back. He's he's played too good. He, um, David Getterman his his job is not on the line, but he has to keep showing the owners that I am picking the right players. So Andrew Thomas was a big pick, was good for uh Getterman, and Tony is really big for Getterman And I think that Tony, I don't care if Shepard comes back, who comes back, this guy's gonna get ten targets a game that's easy. After what he did this week, they w- he would get fired if tar- if they came out and they tried to fade Tony out and he didn't start.
3: Yeah, and especially, I mean, that was who we're going to bring up next, Saquon. He's going to be who knows how many weeks he's going to be missing with that ankle injury, but we know it's not looking good right now. So, yeah, who else do you got there? You know, I mean, they're not going to have a workhorse running back. You're going to have to get the short intermediate pass game rolling.
1: I think they said that uh, Saquon is talking about a two week timetable, but you know, they're just talking. That's not nothing in uh, paper, but they said that uh, hopefully he missed just this week and then he can come back next week. They said it's a low ankle sprain. No, it's not, it's not broke.
2: I'm wondering if it's the opposite leg of the ACL or the same leg, because like.
3: You always ask that question. (laughs) And uh, it's so funny because like, I don't know if it makes a difference, but it, Anything that we can use, you know, if it's the same leg, he's all messed up. That leg is everything out the window.
2: <laughs> he needs a new leg. Because, you know, don't tell me he got two bum legs. You know what I mean? He was favoring the other one and sprained that joint.
3: And Tomas, repping Panama, what up, bro, and said, Tony made it for me, Huss. You the man. Yeah, thanks for the advice. Yeah, he's badass. Yeah, I told a lot of people to start Tony yesterday be- morning.
2: Tony Montana. Yeah. Calling him. And uh before we
3: switch off of uh off of Tony, <laughs> he's uh he might be out
2: Tony's slang for cocaine.
3: So we don't know if he's gonna be out, but I think it's just a fine. I don't think he's gonna miss the game.
1: Hold on. Did you- <laughs> I, I put money on. It. He ain't going nowhere. He got listen. When you get pushed first, somebody provoke you, you are a man. You this is an athletic thing that you're doing. So you always gonna protect yourself. So he but, was just defending himself. Yeah, he hit say- punch. So I don't think he's not gonna miss the game. He's just gonna get fine.
3: Do you remember yeah. when he went out? anybody remember what quarter that was? It was
2: fourth quarter. It was fourth quarter. Okay. So
1: that might just be enough as a suspension. I don't it's no way Bogart I would bet I'll I will i will put money on it. He's no not no no
2: him. I said him being uh, him being uh uh rejected from the game is it could be as good
3: as a suspension? Oh,
1: okay, okay. It'll okay, just yeah. have to be a fine. Yes, yes, yeah. I get it. Yep.
3: And he is injured as well. That's another yep. thing too. Um, I'm looking to see what his injury actually was. It's doing. Uh, they said it's not. Um, the coach said it's not season-ending though.
2: You know what? Hey, hey, the coach is probably hot at him because he he headbutted one of the staff members on accident. You see
3: that? Yeah, got all pissed. I'm like, uh," like, man, (laughs) can't be getting in front of his big dome. (laughs) Damn. But yeah, so we shall see. But some things that I saw earlier is that they believe it's going to be more of a fine than a suspension. Because just like what TD said, you know, it's not like nothing was going on and he just sucker punched a dude. And there's a little bit of a scrum, like sometimes you know, sometimes that. things are gonna happen.
2: Yep. Like- I mean, you punch someone in the helmet,
3: you're really just messing up yourself, anyways. That might be his injury.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for
3: real, for real though. No. And uh, Donovan said, "Would you rather waiver Booker or Tony if you had to choose between them?" Tony. I mean, I mean, I'd go Tony. It really depends on the makeup of your squad. If yeah. he, if Tony would never crack your starters. But Booker would, I mean, that's just what you have to base it on.
1: Booker's like Madison to me, Hustler. Like Madison is He's worse. He's worse.
3: He's worse yeah, than Madison right now. There you
1: go. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I am not I, Booker's good. He's an okay guy, but if he don't get a fall in touchdowns, what are he gonna give you? Nothing.
2: Yeah, he got two touchdowns last week, so people are gonna chase that. You know what else is funny? Is uh for what it's worth, Danny Dimes. He's been he's been running that offense and making making it fantasy viable. So if if it's if it's you know receding hairline Mike Glennon, you know what I mean. Like what do we what do we what are we stand to expect from it? You know what I mean. I already
3: didn't like the Giants' offense too much with Danny Pesos, and now we got career journeyman Mike Glennon. You know, but maybe maybe he just does the right thing like he did yesterday. I mean, they're already getting whooped by the Cowboys, so it's not like they could do anything. Let's see what what's our schedule looking like this week. Who do they play? They got the oh wait actually yeah they got the Rams this week. So I don't think it matters who's at the helm, who's at running back. Don't play anybody on the Giants this week. <laughs> They're about to get their asses
2: whooped. Yeah. Hey, this defense gave uh, gave uh, Sean McVay trouble last year, but he had Jared Goff so. You know what I mean, because they didn't exactly whoop the Giants up last year easily. You know what I mean?
3: All right, we got a question here. What up? What up? Said Booker or Daryl Williams, and that's actually the next team that we we're about to cover.
1: Daryl Williams.
2: Yeah, give me double barrel Daryl. We've seen him do it already. Like a, a high efficient offense.
3: Yeah. Who would you? Who would you rather have? A decent player who may get you know a little amount of work on one of the best offenses in the league, or someone who's decent may who's not that decent but may get a decent amount of work on one of the most trash teams in the league like that's what we got to think
2: about. that's the argument people will make oh well, the volume and this and i will say you know it's probably not just Devonte booker i mean obviously he was the only guy available at the time but they're going to activate somebody if they don't already have somebody behind them just to come in and, and take like you know 40 percent of the snaps
3: they might do what they did last year and go sign a running back, you know, mid season. Maybe they go get Todd Gurley or maybe they trade for Mac. I mean, I don't know why you're not doing anything this season. Seems like right now you need to be like pushing for as close to first pick as you can. Yeah. But, but the chiefs, that's what we were covering next. And uh, so first the light news is uh Tyree kill suffered a minor knee injury, but not expected to miss any time. So something to monitor and practice, but, uh, I mean, either way, the coaches, unless he's out for weeks and weeks is probably what we're going to hear from a coach, you know, on Monday just to mess with uh, whatever team they're playing. But the big news, CEH suffered an MCL sprain out at least a few weeks, so I wonder if they're going to put him on IR if he's going to be out more than three weeks. But, I yeah, mean, that's why Darrell Williams was even a question right now.
2: It might be like a grade one joint, but, like, I will say this. just Dar- Darrell Williams, man, that's the easy one. Grab him. Like, that's the guy that's a that's a guy I would spend most of the fab on right now because like real quick if you're to-
3: real quick if you're in deeper leagues is Jarek McKinnon a thing and how much work do you think the split is from um from Williams to uh um McKinnon?
2: I, like, well here's the thing. They were giving most of it, they were giving most of it to Clyde. It's like, were they saving McKinnon for this situation? Then, then he's the the Clyde role because I think Darrell Williams being able to pass protect is going to be the guy. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that'll get majority of the work. And like, that, you do need to go and like hurry up offense or whatever. Maybe it's Jarek McKinnon. I don't know. I'm not banking on that. But I, but yeah, I, I I would if I'm going to spend Fab, I'm not saying go blow all your Fab, but I'd spend like my Fab and try to get Darrell Williams. Maybe even more if I'm the Clyde guy because.
3: If you have, if you have Clyde, you better spend that dough.
2: Yeah. Real talk.
3: TD, what are, your, what are your thoughts on the whole uh, – just everything with the backfield with the Chiefs? How do you think it pans out?
1: I'm going Darryl Rims all day. Actually, he's – man, he's a very safe guy to play. Um, he's Like he said, like uh, Bogart said, he's getting all the pass down work. So, defenses are not game-planning against him. So, whatever he gets, it's going to be a great touch. Um, I'm okay with it. I think he's going to get some um, goal line touches. So, um, I say he has a floor of 12 PPR points.
3: And obviously small sample size, but yesterday he went uh, five carries for 27 yards and then uh, three receptions for 18 yards. Jerick McKinnon only got one rush for two yards and he got two receptions for 13 yards. So
2: I like that. Five yards a carry for our man, double barrel Daryl.
3: Yeah. And especially like, you know, what are teams going to do now? I mean, you think about it, like maybe some of these teams respected CEH a little bit, but I feel like now. People are just going to be putting, you know, more more people back in coverage, playing more three safety sets or four cornerback sets, you know, something yep. to where they're just forcing the Chiefs to have to run, you know, beat feature a little bit with the run. That's what i do if yeah. I was opposing them.
1: Yep. And this is, a little, this is just to give a little caveat to what's going on with Clyde. I, and I'm not a big Clyde fan, and I wasn't in the beginning. But, you know, the reason why Clyde was there, you know, Pat Mahomes told him he wanted Clyde. yeah.
0: Don't oh, listen yeah. to
1: you. Don't listen to your players. Don't listen. Because they, they picked up cloud over Antonio Gibson. Like, yeah. they could have had Antonio Gibson late, and they picked up Clyde in the first they round. Could've,
3: they they could have got him in the second, they right?
2: Yes. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> like, I don't understand why they didn't take Jonathan Taylor, the number one touted running back coming out of college, who could carry a load and pass protect and was decent in the passing
1: game. Like, so weird, man. It's the hype, though. It's the hey, hype. It's- Patrick Mahomes got hyped. That's what it is. It's Pat. It's Pat. He got clout. But now they can wash their hands and say, Pat, we don't want to hear nothing else you got to say, buddy.
3: You just cash those checks and throw those TDs. You let the they're front like, office do like, our hey, thing.
1: Pat, they're like, just
2: stop talking. Your voice is irritating. <laughs> they're like, you- we know you're skilled.
3: Just go back to your side job, you know, the little uh working at the shoe store. We got your little side hustle to get your discounts on shoes. That's where you need to go in your off time.
1: Y'all ever seen
2: Pat dance? <laughs> no. <laughs> he does he definitely have the, the rhythm from his white side. <laughs> yes, he does, bro. bro. <laughs> and he knows it too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, he hey, he definitely gets all his athleticism
1: and, and all his, all his football isn't. From, hey, from it, you, know from, that, you know what side he got with
3: that one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a little bit, uh, little bit more pieces of news here. So from Washington, Curtis Samuel, still week to week. And uh, coaches are saying we're not going to expose him to any more serious injury. I feel like you cannot start Curtis Samuel. He may be borderline droppable.
2: Yeah, I, I, I have a bunch of, like, you know, being in, like, 20 uh, 21 leagues, I start doing my waivers, like, on a Sunday night and Monday morning, right? And all my Curtis Samuel teams in redraft. Th- that's my guy. I'm 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 you know set to drop with if I can get whoever I can get when I'm looking for, you know what I mean? Like double barrel Daryl Williams. Who knows how
3: long it's gonna take him to come around? That's really what this uh, what this comes down to. Uh, hey. T D
2: yeah for Miami,
3: Tua, he's out there throwing today. They're hopeful that he can come back to practice this week. Who do they got this week? Let me check. They are going up against. They're going up against. Where is it? Why can't I see it? Oh, the. Uh, <laughs> they're going up against the Jaguars.
1: Yeah. So hopefully Tua can play. Waddle. I'm not saying he's droppable or anything, um, but I don't think none of the other than um. Gaseki has been fantasy startable with Brissett. So. Mm-hmm. I think everybody that got players on Miami is waiting for Tua to come back. Hopefully, he can play this week. And I say, guys, start start everybody. Just, to, you know, if you got to, because you've, at this point in time, you ain't got the chance to really to sit Gasecki. You probably need Gasecki, unless you got Dalton Schultz or something. So, fire everybody up, and hopefully that Tua can pick it up where he left off. He looked he looked good in the preseason. So, hopefully, he can pick up where he left off at.
2: In the real season, he looked an ass. <laughs> I hope he do- – you know what's funny is I think, like, what this might be good for Tua. These couple weeks, sitting on a sideline, watching Brissett operate, asking him questions, you know what I mean? Like, stuff he probably regrets not doing enough with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick was trying to be that guy to him, you know what I mean? So I'm, 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 I'm still hopeful for Tua, but I'm more so hopeful for all the, the Dolphins fan base, man, because, like, damn, they – they missed out on Jay Herbert.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. They done fucked up there. Oh, yeah. And my man Joseph here said, I think Brissett gives the Dolphins a better shot of winning. I wonder if the coaches do, too, because uh, last year, I mean, there was a point where they thought Ryan Fitzpatrick gave them more of a chance than winning than the rookie Tua. I don't know. Something about these left-handed quarterbacks. Like, Steve Young is, like, the only one that uh, I, I mean. Really
2: I, I, that category. Mike Vick too, but you know Mike Vick, and and look at what's what, what's what's the the common denominator between Steve Young and Mike Vick? They have wheels, well, wheels, exactly.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah. We'll see no, what happens. We'll see what happens with the Dolphins.
1: How
0: about the Bengals? No team yeah,
3: no team, team no, team no lefties, righties only. Let's get in here on the Bengals. Okay, so Joe Burrow, he's out of that. He's out of the hospital. They thought he had a possible throat contusion, someone like hitting him in the throat during a scrum or like something that happened, but uh, he's good to go. They say he's out of the hospital. He's doing good, no issues. But now they got two players that landed on the COVID reserve their uh, their guard, uh, Jackson Carmen, and then uh, their running back, Samaj P. Ryan.
2: I don't know what's going on with the Bengals. He better not be close to any of my mixing. <laughs> Man, and what do you and Bogart?
3: What do you think about mixing? He didn't get much work yesterday, but of course they put him in to get that dope touchdown. And he looks like he's running quick and just looks really good on that one play. But what do the mixing uh, managers need to be thinking about going into Week Six?
2: I think that uh, the mixing managers just need to realize that they were managing Mixon's workload. You know what I mean. And uh, maybe you know, we, I thought the ten days of rest would have been cool if he's a go, he'd be a go. But uh, also, it was like a really weird game script. Like, you know, you know, before the before the half, in the first half, you know, they they got to go hurry up. So there is no Joe Mixon, and they were going Samaji, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, then then they're winning again, and then like then you know, then it's like okay, we'll run it run a couple times with Mixon. Then Green Bay scores again. Now they're like. Yeah, we got to go hurry up again. So it was like, it was really tough to call it. But in, in hindsight, I think they're just managing Mixon's workload. Because Mixon's a guy you don't take off the field normally in any of those situations.
3: TD, what do you think about uh, Mixon and the Bengals' uh, backfield uh, for this week? They got, they got the Lions for week six. So they got a really tough battle
1: ahead of them. So I'm going to start off by saying it's disgusting, that backfield. I don't want any part of that in fantasy. Uh, It's how you lose. You walk Joe Mixon out there, you play him, and he only has one falling touchdown. Uh, Do I think he's going to be more healthy next week, this coming up week? Maybe, but I'm still not. I don't want to play that. So to me, guys, I would be looking forward for a boom game for Mixon and try to trade him high Um, and find a running back right now that you feel like is actually has value and is getting a, a lot of touches from week to week. That's what it's about, making those moves in the middle of the season to get those running backs that are the true bell cows. Mixon is a bell cow that always gets hurt and is always getting treated bad by his coaches, not giving him the work that he should be getting. So I don't want no part of that.
2: Let's do it. do a quick exercise. Can you pull up the top who the, the top 12 RBs are? Like who's the RB1s as it stands right now? Yep. Because the, I, this is the exercise I want to do. Because there's the running game, it as a whole has been pretty ugly on the year. So I'm curious to see where some of these guys are right now. Just like who's in the top 12.
3: Okay. Well,
1: Patterson wasn't even drafting, he's top 12.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys might be surprised by this. And then don't forget so Jonathan Taylor, and uh, well, really, he's the only one, all the Ravens running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None, who'd be here, anyways. But uh, Derek Henry. Uh, uh, number one, of course, and uh, with his 640 rushing yards, 125 receiving, and he's already got seven touchdowns, just destroying yeah. it. Austin Eckler, number two. Cordell Patterson, Corduroy Pimpin <laughs> himself is number three. Najee Harris is number four. Zeke is number five. Kareem Hunt is number six. Woo! Swift is number seven. Kamara is eight. James Robinson is nine. Aaron Jones is 10. Nick Chubb is 11th. Antonio Gibson is number 12. And we'll throw in a Baker's dozen. Joe Mixon is number 13. Okay.
2: See, because I knew Joe Mixon was was hovering around the back end of the RB1s or the high end of the RB2s. So this is why. So I I like this exercise because look at this. If Joe Joe Mixon has one more touchdown, he, he, you know, He's, 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 he's moving up. If Gibson has one more touchdown, he's probably moving up a few. You know what I mean? Like Nick Chubb, he gets, you know, the, the only reason Kareem Hunt is up there is because not only got a got hella touchdowns. You know what I mean? So it, they got two, Cleveland's got two running backs inside
3: the top 12. And so for everyone who was thinking Kareem Hunt was going to hurt Nick Chubb, uh, he did, but he's still a top 12 running back. And for wherever you drafted him, you should be happy.
2: Yeah. So I'm like mixing, is one of those guys that when he gets the full workload on the week, he should be finishing as a top five producer because he's one of the rare guys that gets all the work. You know what I mean? I mean, look at, we can't even say Zeke gets all the work now. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. It's like still, still right inside the top five. Like, I mean, like I said, no Jonathan Taylor, but it's not like he's anywhere even close on that list to where he's going to pass him. But uh, how about this? Miles Gaskin is RB17 on the season.
2: Yeah, that's how ugly it is this year. I mean, look at Damian Harris, you know, all these guys, all the all the the uh the, uh, the, the zero r b running backs, those guys are all clustered up in where they should be in like the, the RB2 area, but it's it's because it's so bad. They're all
1: everyone's so bad. It's top heavy. Where's Mike Davis at, hustler?
2: He's an RB2.
3: Ooh, gotta I hold on, I, I hold on. I gotta count it because I don't even know if he is an RB2. Let's see. Oh, there's no way he's outside the top 24, he's 26 right okay. now. He's got the exact same points as um Alexander Madison. They're both they're tied for 20.
2: Alexander Madison only played two games for real. <laughs> yeah. Is that PPR? Or uh,
3: PPR, yeah, PPR hey, this- one,
2: one point. This is fun. We got to do this every few weeks and just do, do an exercise where we, where everything stands because, you know, like, you know, looking at the numbers and watching the games, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's two different things. When you combine the two and you're like, oh, wow. Like, look at Miles Gaskin. I swear by the eye test, he ain't doing nothing. And I don't really have any Mike Gaskin at, or Miles Gaskin at all. So when I'm watching, I'm like, yo, he's doing nothing. You know what I mean? Let alone, I wouldn't believe you told me he was number 17 overall. I mean, yeah. them 10 receptions really did it for him.
3: Oh, yeah. And Jonathan Taylor, I mean, obviously he hasn't played today, but he's below uh, Gaskin as of right now. He's going to pass him. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, It's crazy how all this is shaping out. Guys like Josh Jacobs who are, like, outside, you know, the the top 30 RBs, Dalvin Cook outside the top 30 right now. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's crazy how everything is uh, kind of shaping out, but. Yeah, maybe we need to do one of these episodes where we just break down uh, the top 24, you know, at each position. Because after week five, that's a good sample size of games yeah. to go off of. We
2: yeah. can call it fantasy versus reality. Yeah. <laughs> What's really going on? When you're how?
3: Because if you got someone in the top 24, like you can't cut them. Like no matter no. what, no matter how bad you think they are, you exactly. can't cut a top 24 running back. Yep. Not everyone can be a top 12 running back. We can only have 12 of them. And there's usually 10 to 12 teams in a league. So if you're blessed enough to have two of these top 12 guys on your team, you better not be complaining about how bad your running back situation is. All right. Uh, and then real quick, we don't even got to talk about um, this too much, but Jarvis Landry, he's running today. Not sure if he's going to be activated off the IR. We could talk about the Browns. In general, they got a tough matchup going up against the Cardinals this week. Uh, Browns are at home. Is this going to be the week that uh, they, that somebody ends, you know, this uh, this win streak that the Cardinals have been throwing together?
1: You nope. Know,
2: Browns are a tough-as-nails team. You got Baker out there playing with a harness on. And, and like, they just – here's the thing. They have no Jarvis Landry. And then, so for anyone who was like, okay, maybe OBJ is going to start coming on – now they're like listen we play like we don't have obj either you know what i mean because everybody else is working obj is existing to to to, you know to take away the number one coverage for defensive coordinators to have to keep an eye on right meanwhile everybody else is eating bro they just move the ball well because of that run game that play action is just out the holster at, at at will you know what i mean and um I think if they lose time of possession – I mean, if they win time – remember I said this last week? I said the Browns could win the time of possession battle against the Chargers and still lose the game,
0: and that's what happened.
2: You know what I mean? And I think that's another scenario of, of the same thing. So if I was to say out of 10, 1 to 10, the chances that Browns do it, i give them a 6. And I'd that give- real –
3: And then real quick, before you get in there, T.D. Joseph. So he asked, where's James Connor on that list? He's a T.D. dependent, though. He's RB25 as of right now.
2: hell! I hate you, James Connor. You're ruining all my Kyler shares.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. Kyler's such a beast. Maybe slowing him down, but Kyler's still finishing. I'm getting close to finish as as a number
2: one overall QB. Who knows? There's a lot of time left. He's caught cost, Kyler's costing. James Connor is costing Well, making Kyler cost me matchups this week.
3: Yeah. yeah. James <laughs> Conner turned Kyler Murray into the number five quarterback. That's really what happened. Cause he had to finish number one. Um, just like you had him in your ranks, right? Bogey. Exactly. Yep. All right. So uh, TD, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the Browns going up against Arizona? You said they're not uh, going to mess
1: with uh, Arizona's win streak, right? Cleveland played too good against the Chargers. Can y'all guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Cleveland played too good against the Chargers. So Arizona see them coming, so it's too late. If they didn't play well, then they could probably sneak up because Cleveland is a good team, guys. I was proud to see how Cleveland played. Like, they they scored 40 points with a run game. You know what I'm saying? So that lets you know that this team is dominant with the run game, one of the best offensive lines. But Arizona – with and that defense. I'm not saying they're gonna go undefeated. I don't think Cleveland got the receivers to beat them. You're not just gonna beat them. I don't think Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt both rushed for 150 yards a piece against them and beat them.
2: Who has the Cardinals played this year? Is this the best? I think this is the best team played no, they played this year. No,
1: they played they played the Rams. They beat the yeah. Rams, bro.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. But, the, but let's be honest, the Rams' defense is, like, ranked in the 20s. You know what I mean? They're, they're, but that don't I'm mean
1: saying. that's just ranking. They still good. They still yeah, yeah. good. Okay,
3: they, they played – They hold on. They played the Titans. They played the Vikings. They played uh, the Jaguars. And then they played the Rams. And then uh, San Fran.
2: Okay. I, I In my version, I think this is, yeah, this is, like, the 1A, 1B best team they played after the, after the Rams. You know what I mean? And they spanked the Rams god damn they beat the rams up yep i i just don't know if it's gonna be it, it, it this is how it's gonna be if they win the game they're definitely losing the time of possession battle and they're just gonna have to go down the field real real quick and fast and i think kyler kyler will lead that team in rushing this week and that's how they're gonna win i mean the thing is
3: is i don't know if cleveland will ever lose the time of possession battle on a game I mean, yeah, you're, just, but- you're running it into the ground the entire time, and they're still able to throw up points. And their
2: defense, they're they're holding people down. Yeah. But here, but here's the thing, though. This is why I say it's going to be quick and fast. I mean, okay, what if they – do you see a scenario where they try to do the Browns to the Browns? Maybe they get the run game going, try to slow things down themselves? I don't
1: see once it. Once they get up, once they get up, yeah, James Conner. That's why I'm James Conner will finish as a top 24 running back because the Arizona Cardinals are winning games. So whenever you have a winning formula, you're gonna run the ball at the end of the game. Um, he, so, so he's like he's like a better Gus Edwards at this point. I agree with that. Anybody's
3: better than Gus Edwards at this point. Let's not well, mention his well, name it's too soon. It's too soon.
2: <laughs> and, and while we're at it, fuck you too, Mike Tyson Williams. <laughs>
3: And uh, El El Berna says, uh, depends on if that defense shows up for AZ. I mean, shit, they've been showing up every week. That defense is balling.
1: Leading in turnovers. I think they might be second to turnovers or first to my Cowboys.
3: I mean, Cowboys, they got a lot, man. Trayvon Diggs, he ain't no scrub. He ain't no scrub. I knew he was all right, but I didn't think he was going to be like what Xavier Howard was last year, maybe even better. This may be – we're going to see those double-digit interceptions out of him.
2: The way he gets off, the way he gets off of a, off the line, I I always thought like he he modeled his game after like Ramsey, you know what I mean? And he did say that at one point that Ramsey was one of those guys that he kind of modeled his game after, and you know he's talking trash too, and and now they now they gassing him up over there. All the, all the Cowboys fans are calling him New Prime, and I'm like, whoa, pump the brake.
3: Here's what's gonna happen, because this always happens with the Cowboys. They always do good right up until you need them to win or something, you know, some kind of big play. So it's gonna it may be like the conference championships, maybe they even make it that far. Who the heck knows? Or the uh, the semis, and where there's an interception that he should make and he totally whiffs it, and then the other team just like scores a touchdown to win the game or something. It's gonna be something crazy like that.
2: Like how the Chargers used to religiously charger it every week, but the Cowboys they cowboy it in the big moment. <laughs> they they save their screw-ups for the when the game is on the season's on the line.
3: You know what my funniest uh memory of a cowboys game is. I know you're gonna like this one, T D, is when Tony Romo had to hold the <laughs> had yeah. to hold it was That's the, the exactly extra point or the numbers. field goal. Just bobbled it and then he had to run it. And you know, when he was looking at it, he saw nobody in front of him, nothing but pay dirt, and was like, I'm about to win, I'm about to win this, and they just get smashed.
1: <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna yeah. be a hero. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't that upset because I was just glad that we found the quarterback that could play in the playoffs. Cause remember, we I think Tony had came in, in the middle of the season to sit Drew Bledsoe. And when so Drew Bledsoe like died,
3: like, when Drew Bledsoe yeah. like died, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. but yeah that that was that's why i used to call him tony oh no
3: (laughs) and look at him now man you know i mean he he was gifted athletically i mean he was undrafted so i mean maybe just didn't go to the right place but look at how smart he is though definitely one of the smartest uh you know i don't i don't even know if it's quarterback minds probably just one of the smartest like nfl minds who's out there and he's proven it
1: where well, he can talk it, he can he, talk it, hustle. A lot of quarterbacks know it, but they can't talk it like he can. He he's so smart. He was like, "All right, if I'm not getting this
2: quarterback check, I'm gonna go get this commentator bag, right? And I'm gonna make them pay me like I'm like I'm like I'm a starting QB, fifty million dollars."
3: <laughs> I mean, when he was getting, I mean, when he was in it, that was quarterback money, you know. Like now, obviously, that's like you know. Uh, so, I, I mean Taysom Hill's getting he wanted that Taysom Hill money. That's really what he wanted. <laughs> He's try, he trying to get the Taysom Hill money of the broadcasters. Yes. <laughs> all right. Last piece of news before we get up out of here. All right. So for the Patriots, Damian Harris, he was he was held in check, you know, but a lot of it was because of the injuries. He has rib injuries, got chest injuries. He's banged up all over. Um, the test ruled out is really nothing, you know, significant. But uh really I wanted to bring this up just talk about how trash the Patriots have been because we're not really used to seeing this and I feel like it's one of those things where like when teams don't fear you like it's just different like their teams are going in there with confidence knowing that they're going to beat the Patriots and knowing that they don't got to fear Belichick what do you guys think about all that
2: the Cowboys are going to be so happy when they're like hell yeah we finally beat New England (laughs) they don't care the circumstances because on paper they're gonna beat New England. Hey, check this out: the Texans, all the fans, they're so happy they finally beat New England because they can never beat New England with Bill O'Brien, right?
3: Davis Mills is like, is I don't know if he's the first quarterback ever to do that he's as the, a rookie versus
2: Bill, but is he? He's the seventh. Is he, Bill? Bill Belichick is twenty-two and seven in rookie Q, uh, rookie Q Q's.
3: Okay. So you know,
2: yeah, he's he's Davis Judge. Davis Mills
3: Lanes. He could be called Mills Lanes cuz he got it on. He uh he was yes, in the QB He was over 30 points this week so he came to play.
1: Oh yeah.
2: He came
3: with the judge. So
1: you said Tyrod Taylor is not coming back at all for the rest of the season?
3: No, no, no. They they said that it's it's not looking good on him coming off IR this week. They said they're just not sure on the timetable. So okay. it, it doesn't sound like it's season ending but it may still okay. be, you know, a handful of more weeks. Let I think this play.
1: team, I think this team could be very dangerous with Tyrod. I know a lot of people thought I was crazy saying that, but it showed you this week. This is these are the uh replacement players, guys. I they think, are angry that people are saying that they are that they suck. And so they going out and they playing everybody hard.
3: They gotta buy week ten. So if he's out for a few more weeks, you know, maybe they hold him out and bring him back after that. But
1: listen, the judge,
2: Davis Mills Lane's. He's not giving that job up. I'm telling you.
3: He better come like dress like Mills Lane. Get the you know get the bald cap going. Just come out with the referee shirt. Let's oh, get it God. on. Like you better be doing something like that to hype up your
2: squad. For real. <laughs> He's just gonna come out wearing the robe, bro. With a with a gavel. <laughs> Taylor, you're still on IR. <laughs>
3: All right, well, we knocked out a lot of stuff. Let me just double-check if anything new came in, like, right now before we get out of here.
2: He, he, he died yesterday. What happened to him?
3: Who who did you say?
2: Well, how, how did Taysom Hill die yesterday? What, 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 what oh, okay, is-
3: concussion.
2: Oh, okay, so he'll be
3: Yeah, he'll be good. I mean, who knows if he's going to make it back uh, this week. Almost doesn't matter either way, but, he's- yeah, that was, I mean, they had to cart him out of there. He got smacked.
2: See, my man Infamous Winston is back.
3: Yeah, and you know what? What what did it take to get oh, him going? An interception.
2: <laughs> right? Real early, too. He was like, listen, y'all, i got to get this out of my system because this is how we're going to get in this game. You know
3: what I mean? and, and finally throws up. This was the game. Too, I think it was 289 yards, something close to that. But finally, he's flirting with 300. At least got over the 200
2: mark. And at least threw the ball more than 23 times because I think that's a that's a season high so far.
3: <laughs> yeah let's see was it uh was it you know that it's 23 times or I need to check, I, I, Let me I, check real quick
2: I glanced at it I'm just I'm, I'm ballparking right now 30 times Woo. so the highest before this I think was 23 on the season I believe it was 22 22 there you
3: either go we're, we're splitting hairs but either way yeah. that's, that's a big jump that's a
2: big all right, jump. Let's go. listen infamous he's not all the way back because that pick didn't go to the house. We need to pick sixes, and we, we're getting up to 50 pass attempts, 400 yards, three tugs. This that infamous Winston we all know and love for fantasy.
3: Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, they re- if they could have slowed it down after the first half. I mean, they were up like 20 to 13, um, but they could have kept grinding it if they wanted to. So I'm glad you know, they let
2: them keep throwing it. You know why they didn't do that? Because look at what happened to them the week before that against the Giants.
3: better put the pedal up the pedal to the metal this is a 2021 nfl teams can score 30 points at will even the trash yeah
2: even danny dimes can put up 400 passing yards in the fourth and in an overtime quarter you know what i mean just those two quarters alone
3: and we love that for fantasy because we need more points. Winston can't be a scrub, you know, thrown for under 200 yards. We don't care if it's a win for the NFL. He's got to be up to <laughs> 300 yards, three touchdowns, you know. Let's get some offense going.
2: Yeah. Let's eat some W's.
3: Oh, yeah. We want to see him eat some W's.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. But hey, I man, swear. Dude,
1: hey, I ain't, I'm not knocking him. He's weird. He's weird, weird dude. That's why he's weird. so hilarious. Did you see him when they was in the room? They was in like the locker room and they was dancing, and so James knows everybody. Clowns him for doing the dub one, right? For talking about he eat dubs. So he was in that dance and talking about some. <laughs> I'm like, bro, bro, you, and hey, he's just a weird dude, man. <laughs> it's it is one of those things you can't make fun
3: of you if it's something you make fun of yourself about. There you go. That's true.
1: That's true. Yeah.
2: You know what I would do? See, what he should do is just show up in the locker room with a bunch of crabs. You know I mean? he didn't done it probably already bro <laughs> I mean right, right Is it was it crabs or lobsters I can't remember it was Lob- crab legs it was, it was
1: crab legs
3: and you know what's funny too it was probably his homie that worked there and uh, his homie was like man take some of those crab legs and then they saw him and like someone went up to him he's like I didn't say that he can have those and then he was like sound the alarms on him he's stealing but you right? know it was something like
2: that and he was just that was when he was in college right so it was like it wasn't like he was super recognizable you know what I mean yeah, I, I mean, it's infamous
3: to you, sir. We got to see those picks out of him. I like seeing those early picks, even if you play in the league like mine where you get negative four, you know, for an interception. It doesn't matter, it's a sacrificial lamb. It needs to happen.
1: Yep, <laughs> okay. Oh,
2: did I disappear? Nope, you're good. Okay, cool, because my screen went black for a sec, but yeah, we're all good.
3: We're all about to be Houdini and disappear. So, yeah, let's get up out of here. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. TD, why don't you let everybody know where to find you at? Fantasy Good
1: Sports, guys. All social media platforms. Go hit your boy up. Especially, as I always tell you, my OnlyFans. Yes, guys, my OnlyFans. That's where I give you stars and sits. I don't do everything on, on YouTube. I got stuff for my special subscribers, and that's OnlyFans, guys. So come over to OnlyFans and get this cutting-edge content. Yeah. And
3: Seth, and Seth, we're not taking uh, the start and sit questions or trade questions, anything right now. So, um, if you want to get some questions answered, just you know, any time of the week, make sure you go to Patreon, patreoncom Hustler 420 But we got more live streams coming throughout the week, so we'll be able to help you ones that are specific for start and sit questions and all that. Bogey. Tell them what's up.
2: Hey, you already know the earth is my turf, and uh, success again, fellas. We 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 got her to a nap. You know what I mean. We're we're just keeping this thing on schedule. You know what I mean. And, uh, uh, y'all can go and subscribe to the GMM Network on YouTube. Make sure you uh, check out my man's TD. Do the same on his channel. You know what I mean. And catch us here every day for fantasy news today and every Wednesday night. You can find uh, us simulcasting from the GMM Network and right here on the Hustler channel uh, for the Real Fantasy Playmakers. What If Series this week, we got my man Steezy coming back again. He's doubling back. And we also got Joe Morley from the, the Warzone
1: Sports Network pulling up.
0: Yeah, Hustler, you guys better tap before, in.
1: And before you close out, Hustler, guys, maybe we should think about one Sunday doing a Stars and Sits together. I'm okay with it. I think it'll be fire. I think the people, uh they want that. I'm yeah.
2: down for that. You, you know me, I'm 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 always with it, man. I love working with you fellas. You know what I mean? We just man, it, it, we just uh slow motion in the big old ocean. And and then one more thing, shout out to everybody out there that's uh that's rocking with us. And for for those of y'all that that need a Monday night miracle, I'm pulling for y'all. Let's go.
3: <laughs> yeah, everyone. We're going to pray for the Monday Night Miracle because we all know that some of us need it out there. And, uh, yeah, it's going to it's going down. Do you need that miracle to happen? Something's going to happen tonight. It's going to be a crazy game. It always ends up being one.
2: Yeah. Latavius Murray can give me 70 points. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> I've seen crazier things. I remember one game where I was down by, like, Almost 70 points, and I was in my crazy-ass scoring leagues and had Alvin Kamara and threw up like 80. I didn't even want to watch the game because I was just like, oh, man, there's no way I'm winning. I don't even want to watch football if I'm going to be losing. Then I wake up the next morning to see that I won. Craziest thing that's ever happened to me.
2: That's oh, a miracle, my friend.
3: We need it. We need them. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. We got no more live streams today, but I did um, throw out all the waivers for IDP. So go check that out. I'm dropping them by position now. So I got three separate videos I dropped, one for linebackers, one for DBs, and then one for defensive linemen. And uh, we got the offensive waivers coming soon. And then some starts and sits are going to be coming tomorrow. And then the rest will be coming on Thursday. But, uh, yeah, we're getting back to the old schedule. I got to be faster than everybody else bringing it to you faster than everybody else so let's get it we'll see you guys tomorrow peace out
0: old school grades, and new school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details.